my name is Crystal Alba. I am the outreach associate at Plant Chicago. What is the plan? And can you tell us a little bit about it? And what is the purpose of the plan? So the plan is the name of this building um, that is a repurposed meatpacking plant. Currently, there's around 14 to 16 different food producing businesses. And I work for Plant Chicago. So we're the only nonprofit inside the building. And we do the educational programming inside and outside and focusing on reusing waste in between the businesses in the building. So the plant... The building itself was bought by Bubbly Dynamics, a sustainable redeveloper, in 2010. So about seven years the building's been here, and us as a nonprofit, we've been here for three years. The purpose of the plant, I would think, of the collective project is to reduce as much waste as possible. So to rethink of different ways in which we can produce food and work and live and create jobs without damaging the environment so much. So finding ways of recapturing as much as possible and hopefully be a model so that other people across the nation and across the world can imitate this type of system of reusing as much waste and using sustainable energy and creating food businesses that are not super destructive of the environment or super waste producing, you know, of making things that you consume it and then you just dump it. Um, so moving away from that. How do you make this place sustainable work? So us, the nonprofit Plant Chicago, we specifically use aquaponic systems. So hooking up water with fish uh, to cultivate plants. So currently we have a system with about 125 to 130 fish. Um, and so their waste produces ammonia. Uh, bacteria breaks down that ammonia into nitrites and nitrates, a form of nitrogen that the plants can then use to grow. And so in this type of system, you only need 10% of the amount of water that you need to grow outside. You're able to grow year-round, especially in a place like Chicago where we have winters that don't let us grow outdoors. Also, partnering with Bubbly Dynamics, the owners of the building, um, we have the anaerobic digester outside, which will take about 40 tons of food waste a day, uh, a total of over 10,000 tons of waste a year and produce the energy to power the entire building, and in addition to that, power up to 250 homes a month. What kind of technology do you use? Is it affordable? Is it special? Well, I mean, just as specific businesses in and of itself, you know, the businesses in the nonprofit, we're all connected. I mean, we have on a very every day-to-day -day level, like the bakery taking the spent grain from the brewery to make breads out of it, or the beer brewery taking kombucha, like scobies, to make a new type of like beer kombucha breed to sell. Or, you know, the hydroponic Nick Greens upstairs taking the burlap bags from the coffee roaster to grow plants on it. Like there's everyday, day-to-day -day interactions that take place. Like us going to the ice people, the ice makers, and then letting us use their leftover ice to like chill our vegetables in. But um, then on the larger scale, right, there's the anaerobic digester. Um, so that project, we're about $2.2 million in, still need about $3.5 million more dollars to complete it. But once that will be complete, you know, it's going to take all the waste from the building and from other businesses around the area. And with that waste... Uh, produce a solid, a liquid, and a gas, and so then the 
solid and the liquid will be really rich fertilizers that can be sold and the methane gas itself will be used to fuel a generator to power all the cooling and heating and electricity in the entire building. And in addition to that, we could power a whole other set of homes or most ideally what is going to happen is selling that back to the city. Um, that has not been completed yet, but hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have the funding to finish that project. And once that is up and running, the building will be completely like off the grid, which will be the ideal goal. Do you think we should use this type of technology instead of the modern technology we already used? That is tough, though. It's not as easy as I guess it seems like it could be. Uh, for example, in our farmer's market, it's difficult to make sure that we don't have styrofoam products, for example. right? Styrofoam is one of those products that cannot be recycled, takes a million years to break down in landfills. Uh, so just encouraging folks to use as much biodegradable products as possible. So no, like, plastic bottles. We discourage the use or, like, consumption of water bottles, right? Like, we provide pitcher of water at every market, uh, even in the building itself, right? Um, always being very cognizant of, like, what can be composted? Like, what can we feed to the chickens? Or what can we throw outside to mix with the dirt so we can grow more food in the farms? Or what can we use to grow mushrooms on? It's, it's an ongoing work, and it's just always asking ourselves, like, how else can this be done? And what are the benefits of the plant in the community? I mean, it's just better for the environment, you know. And usually when, when I think of that, for example, or when I was growing up and I would think of, like, environmentalists, I would think of people out in the jungle, you know, or, like, out in big, beautiful, like, environmental areas. But even, like, right here, exactly where we live, right, in our city, like, in our neighborhood, like, for example, you have with Little Village, right, like, all the factories that were like dumping oil into the ground and now they have a beautiful community garden over that land. It's just the way that that directly affects us. I mean, back in the day, right in Chicago, they put all this lead piping in leading up into all our homes and our schools. And now we're having all this lead like in our water and that's what we drink. That's what our cousins drink. That's what our friends drink. That's what our grandmas are drinking. You know, so it's just especially in these times where we don't even know if the government has our back or not. It's about us taking care of each other, you know, and if we want to create and grow, then we got to be cognizant about who and what we're affecting when we do that. How can we raise awareness among people about the plan and protecting the environment? Mm, we just got to share information, you know. That's all it is. Um, it's, if we really put our minds to it, like any of these forms of technologies can be done even with 50 cents in our pockets, you know, or one dollar in our pockets. Like, I mean, downstairs in our system, we had the big tanks donated from a local bakery, you know, and that's a food-grade container that we can then use. Um, just sharing information and always trying to improve on that. Uh, sharing it via social media, right? Sharing it through radio, just sharing it in all the forms we can on college campuses down to uh, that abuelita walking down the street, you know? But that's the most important thing is making it accessible to everyone. Because um, people are already doing this kind of stuff everywhere. What, what, what would you like to see happen in the plant? I mean, ideally, like in a perfect world, I would love to see us have something that like 
people down the street can walk here and like bring a sample of their water and we could test it and tell them if there's lead in it or not. Like something where it's not super expensive where we have to call the city and wait for lab results to come back and like where is our kid even coming to? Like a way of being able to test that here or immediately being able to like work on issues that are like affecting I don't know, you know, the neighbors down the street, like, like that. I think quick technology, like, that is pertaining to this moment in time.